Can you hear me, Ira? What's going on, Max? How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How's your day going? Yeah, I can hear you. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. We have a lot to talk good. about. We're camp today. Yeah, I'm happy yeah, to hear yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Mackay Becton, I mean, he's going down again here with another knee injury. The same knee, but apparently Salah said that he's going to be just fine. But he still has to go through an MRI. Yeah, I think I, you know, I don't really know any specifics, but I, I have a feeling Salah wouldn't have came out and said that. I, I think he'll be just fine. I bet you, I wouldn't be shocked. You know, who knows? I don't know. You know, hey, well, you said you, could, is, but. you did say that. I, I'm afraid that unfortunately I told you so. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, you, you sound like you're breaking up, or there's an echo back there. Um, How about now? That's better. That okay. sounds good right now. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you know how I feel about him. You know, I, you know, I think it's a guy that has a lot of talent, but you know, I just think I think his work ethic could be questioned. You know, it is it is what it is. And you know what's really unfortunate? I just said uh, at some I was on with somebody over the weekend, and I said that I think the most improved player throughout camp has to be Beckham. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, I, I think he's really come from day one camp until until unfortunately this morning. I think he, you know he made the switch to right tackle. He's starting to get into shape. He was starting to look good, and um, you know, unfortunately, he had this hiccup today. Hopefully, that's all it is. You know, I I don't think Stoller would have came out and said something like that. You know, I think he would he would have just been noncommittal unless he knew for sure. No, no, and and I hope he is. I hope he gets better as soon as possible because then here come the fans and everyone on the radio and the critics saying that, oh, you got to dump him, and I'm sure that you've already seen the rumors of Dwayne Brown possibly signing to the Jets for some backup depth and potentially could be starting in place of Becton if this injury is serious. Well, that you know that may not be the worst thing because, yeah. you know, Brown was a pro bowler last year. Becton hasn't, you know, he hasn't even put in a full season yet. Um. But with that said, you know, you bring a guy like Brown in, he's a pure left tackle. So that means now, okay, not only are you bringing in a new offensive lineman, you got to move fans to right tackle. Yeah. So that that could kind of really screw up the chemistry. But, um, you know, regardless, you know, whether Beckton could practice tomorrow or is out for 10 weeks, um, at the end of the day, they still have to get a veteran tackle, which we've talked about endlessly since March. Exactly. And that's going to be the need in this offseason as well. It's going to be offensive line again. And we know just to get that tackle in here, as far as a rookie goes, probably in the draft, you're going to be looking at linebackers and probably one safety, but mostly offensive line you're going to see in the offseason. But how did you feel about the addition of Quan Alexander in the linebacker room? I was excited about it. I think he's done well because I think, you know, it's funny. I've watched this team now for close to three weeks. And, um, I did, I have four burning questions that I had going into camp and I can't answer them after watching them up to three weeks. Beckner's number one. Mm-hmm. All right. Wilson, actually, I'm starting to get an answer. Of course, he, I was a little down early in camp, but now he's strung together a couple of days in a row where he's getting better and better. So that's, that's one question answered. But then the next two questions are, are they going to be able to stop the run? Mm-hmm. And is Salah going to be able to make game day, uh, you know, in-game in adjustments? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we're just going to have to wait till the real season starts. Like, 
Like, you know, if the Eagles are held to 20 yards running on a Friday night or if they run for 200 yards, you can't react either way because it's meaningless Friday night. No, no. And I'm already sick of the controversy and everything going on on social media and just what reporters are reporting on, trying to stir some things up already. I'm sure you're well aware of, of Joe Flacco being the quarterback and people saying that he should be the one starting for the Jets this year despite his camp performance. And right after those reports came out, I heard he threw two interceptions back-to-back in camp. I know. <laughs> I know. I heard about that. I know. I know. Well, I tell you one thing. In in Flacco's defense, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't want him back. I wanted him to upgrade. Mm-hmm. But um, I was going off of what I saw last year. I, I kind of for, forgot that he didn't come here just like September. That's right. And he and he was coming off that neck surgery. And I'll be honest with you, you know, I've been close to him a couple of times. He looks bigger than he did last year. He looks healthier. He actually is a little mobile. Maybe he was scared to run last year. Don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, I think he's had a really good camp. And to be quite honest, then I mean, this isn't a you know a knock on Zach Wilson at all because he's just he's learning. If Flacco were a starting quarterback and he played seventeen games, I think if. These guys lived up to what I think they could be. I think they'd be knocking on the door of maybe getting involved with a wild card. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't prove anything because he's not the future. No, no, no. I'd rather have Wilson starting. But if Wilson has some hiccups again, you may have to pull him out of the game and get Flacco in there, similar to what happened last year with Zach Wilson's injury because he played better once he came off the bench again. Well, let's hope that's not the case. Yeah. But I, 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 I'll be, be honest with you, though. I think Flacco's had an outstanding camp. I've been hearing it all over social media, and you were there up and close and personal. Did you get to meet Zach Wilson yet? Um, I did briefly last year, just like a hello, but, you know, I, I really haven't. I have access to these guys, but, you know, it's been a really hot camp, and, you know, they have their family that come out on the field after practice. And, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not going to walk up to somebody if they're talking to a family <laughs> member and stuff, you know. But, you know, I, I, when I do see guys, certain people I've spoken to, and, you know, I, I've enjoyed it. It's been a really good summer. they got another week and a half or so of camp, more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, today they look like they were kind of starting to prep for it, like they were in game mode, you know, getting ready for the Eagles. And um, you're going to love the tight end. I mean, Conklin and Uzama. I mean, it's it's making dynamic I, duo. I, I yeah, well, I think that's why Zach is starting to grow. It's because he's starting to learn that he's got you know you don't have to look for Garrett Wilson or Elijah Moore or Davis fifty yards down the field. You know, you got these guys running free. You know, eight ten yards off the line of scrimmage, just dump the ball to them, and you're going to make something happen. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we talked about this last time. Breach Hall is an absolute stud. Oh, yeah, I, I did mean, hear that on all over social um, media, him breaking away for touchdowns. Oh, I mean, to, you know, to, today, today's practice and one last week, I don't remember which one it was, um, where I was sitting, um, I was kind of like I was in the backfield of the offense. Mm-hmm. So, like, I saw the, the creases and the holes open up, and his vision is unbelievable. Like, if there's a space, he finds it. I'm looking forward to seeing him on the field, especially in preseason, but the regular season, because 
Now I wonder, oh. how has Michael Carter been in camp? Because now Brees Hall, it looks like and sounds like he's going to be the number one back. If you want no disrespect to Carr, um, yeah, he always, there's, there's no two ways about it. He is a number one back. But I think in a perfect world, um, it's going to be tough, but I give, I'll give Brees Hall's 15 to, 15 to 18 touches a game between running and catching, and I'll give Carter about 10. Mm-hmm. I think that's the perfect mix, but you know every game changes depending how the flow of the game is going. But but I, I think I think that's probably probably about a sixty forty mix in, in favor of Hall. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that, and I'm looking forward to seeing this dynamic duo of running backs, and hopefully the line can really piece together with Mackay Beckton getting back here, and hopefully the injury isn't serious like we said before. But what are some of the things that you've noticed by being at camp and being by Zach Wilson that his mechanics have improved? compared to last year because we remember he had got off to a rough start last year in camp and you even said it yourself you're like uh-oh and then we saw how everything progressed on from the season and there was something start getting off to a slow start this year but what's something that you noticed in which he definitely made the big leap for in his mechanics well i think his footwork is a lot better which is helping him with throwing the ball from the pocket i still think he's best at moving around mm-hmm. But, you know, you got to be realistic. The system isn't for that type of quarterback. They want somebody in the pocket. So, you know, he, he's just going to have to be smart because, you know, practice is one thing. You know, once they start game planning against you, all of a sudden he doesn't see a linebacker like he threw a bad pick Saturday night. You know, that's something that, you know, that, that's going to continue. It's not going to go away. No. But, you know, if he can give me – you know, he gives me 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. You know, I'm good with that type of season from this kid. Carl Lawson is back. I heard that he's been in the backfield a few times. How does it feel to see him back on the field and what he's going to contribute yeah. this year? Yeah, it looks like he hasn't missed a beat. You know, not, not good. I think his, uh, his recovery is full. Uh, Martin looks like he, he's going to contribute. Um, defensive line these guys signed by other teams and I, I to be honest with you including the 015 team mm-hmm. if the younger players live up to the potential that I think they have this is the best roster this team has had in 10 years Wow, and, and I'm not surprised, especially how they did in the offseason with all the signings that they made in the draft because people said it, the Jets had the best draft this year, so I wouldn't be surprised at this point. As long as it pans out and then Salah becomes the coach that we hope for him to be, I think you're going to see great strides. Yeah, so do I. You know, you know, unfortunately, you know, the schedule is what it is. You can't cry about it. That's the way you know the NFL is. But like I was just talking to somebody over there I just right before I called you and he kind of agreed with me. You know, you look at the first four games against the AFC North, well, guess what? After seeing what I see from the Jets, uh, I expect two and two. I agree. With you. Especially now that Jacoby Brissett's going to be starting week two, now that Deshaun Watson's suspended for however long he's going to be suspended now. It's originally six game, four games, but it could be extended to six or even longer. That's right. So if by some chance they get off to a two and two start, then, you know, the next five games, that's a tough stretch. But I, I think they could beat the Dolphins and the Pats at home. So you, you go into the bye at four and five with three and six at worst. 
you know, you're staring at a possibility of an eight-one season. You are, and it's something to watch because we all know every year September it's usually over for the Jet fans because we know what's going to happen here. And I think two and two is right. I think a big statement win would be to open up the season beating the Ravens. I would love to see that. I would too. I just, I'm not. I know the Ravens are tough defensively. I know running the ball, especially with Lamar Jackson, is also tough. And here, yeah, they, they, there you go. You know, I, I just. I, a little while ago, I said one of my biggest questions, can they stop the run? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to know right away out of the gate when they play the Ravens mm-hmm. because they, they run the ball really, really well. And I think that'll be a big contest for the Jets. How's Jermaine Johnson been in camp? Um, he had a decent day today. I I mean, he's a big, fast guy, but nothing's really stood out to me in particular. Like, I, I know he was in the backfield a lot today. But once again, it's a learning process. The kid Clemens really hasn't shown me much yet. Um, Gardner's an absolute stud. I mean, tough to get it. I mean, he, 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 he's really, really good. Um, and uh, like you said, the addition of Alexander is, is really a big, it's a big move. So, you know, it's, if Zach Wilson was, a little more ahead of the curve than he is right now, I would say this team could compete for a wild card. I do. I agree. And I hope it comes because I, I think Zach Wilson, he has to take the leap. I hope he takes the Josh Allen leap. We're, we're, I think we're asking for a little too much with that if, if we were to really go there. I agree. But I, would agree. I just, I, I'm not going to expect that because we've seen our expectations. They really haven't panned out in the past with other quarterbacks. And I think this time's different. But I don't know. I think this is going to take a little bit more time here. And we did talk about it last time. If Zach Wilson doesn't progress this year at all, you think Woody Johnson would step in? Oh, I do. Oh, 100%. I, I, I'd be shocked. But I'm just, like I said, the first, first, you know, three or four practices, I'm saying, oh, you got to be kidding me. This, this kid, you know, he's got a way to go. But, you know, like the last, the last three, the last three practices, he's really taken big steps. And um, it, 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 it's good to see. It really is. And a big part of it is that when nothing's open, he takes off with the ball, and you know, hopefully, he's smart enough to slide in the regular season when he does stuff like that. Garrett Wilson, I heard, has been the huge addition that we all expected right out of the draft from Ohio State. Heard he was making some great catches, and he almost had a spectacular catch. And unfortunately, that one was dropped in camp. Um, I'm not. Uh, you know what? I, I think I know which one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But Saturday night. He, he caught one, which unfortunately was out of bounds. Ugh. But just the fact that he made it, I mean, he has great hands. He does. And, and he's a precise route runner. Um, he's fast. And um, to be honest with you, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a star receiver in this league. Probably not going to happen this year. But I, I, I do think that this kid has star written all over him. Mm-hmm. Especially with Elijah Moore, too, because no one talks about Elijah Moore in the season that he had last year, and he, he's another one that could potentially be a star in this league. And people were even saying online that he could be our number one receiver, potentially. Could be. It's a possibility. I, I mean, I think a year from now, we're talking Wilson as a number one, but you know what? If Wilson's number one, then guess what? Then, what's his name? Then um, Moore is 1B because they're both very, very talented guys. 
and Berrios' money. Um, Corey Davis. Looks like Corey Davis, you know, he's a good number two. And I, to be honest with you, I just don't see Mims on this team. No. <laughs> I, just, I don't see it. I heard he's been playing a little bit better than last year. I heard he's progressed and that people said he really had a lot of work ethic this offseason to get better. But I've been reading that online a lot that the Jets need to find a trade partner for him fast. Um, I, You know, if it was me, I wouldn't do it fast because you could lose guys. You could blink your eyes and two guys could go down. So I would hold on to him as long as possible unless a trade comes up that you can't turn down. But I would expect after the Giants preseason game, I wouldn't be surprised if they trade, if he gets traded. They're probably not going to get a fifth-round pick. I'm sure that's what they would like to get. But if you could get a sixth, they could get bumped up to a fifth. Then I, I, I'd be very content with that. I would be too, and I just I've been reading about that as well as Mike White rumors of him being traded. Have you heard about any reports regarding Mike White? No, no, I haven't heard a word about that. And, um, you know what? I, I kind of got caught up with it too. I, I watch him practice a lot now this year. He's you know he's backup at best. He he's he's not a starting quality <laughs> quarterback. He's just not. You know he had that really really good game you know against the Bengals. Um, unfortunately, he was started to play well against the Colts. He got hurt, but you know, at the end of the day, he he's nothing more than a backup. No, no, and, and there's always that what if scenario against the Colts game because his last play before he got injured was a touchdown in the end zone. So there's always that what if. Oh, what if he didn't get injured? Maybe we'd, we wouldn't be talking about Wilson right now, but. I don't know. I just think it was a lot of hype at that time. It reminded me with Jeremy Lin with the Knicks a few years ago. I just think that we're just so eager to get a new starting quarterback in here and just to win and just to win games here and have some hope that we just clung to that for a moment. And then that unfortunately went out the window when he got injured. I think the Jeremy Lin, the, uh, I think that was, that's a good comparison. Um, I think they're going to carry all three quarterbacks. I'd be surprised if they don't. You know, I, I, um, I hate to take up a roster spot with a third quarterback, but you know, you see the way it goes in this league. Yeah, they can't put them on the practice. They put them on the practice squad, they'll lose them. Yeah. So I, I think they're going to have to forfeit a roster. See, that's why they can't play around with Mims. No. You know, if they only had two quarterbacks on the roster, all right, maybe they keep them around. But I, I just, I, I'd be, I'd be really stunned if he's on the team. I would be too. I wanted to touch on this because a little while ago I did read online there was some conversations going on on social media between Von Miller and Odell Beckham, and Odell asked him, what does your locker look like next year's? And there could be a potential here where Odell Beckham signs to the Bills. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, it looked like they need any more receivers up there. Oh, you know? my goodness. It, it would be uh... – that would be unbelievable. But uh, the Bills, the Bills. I mean, I I don't see how they don't win thirteen games minimum this year, right? Yeah, the, mean, they're too good. They have too much firepower. Yep. Did you hear what went on with training camp today with the Bills? No, I haven't. What happened? I, I was just reading this article a little while ago in the Post. So uh, they, they practice, I believe, at St. John's Fisher College up there. Mm-hmm. So at the end of practice, Josh Allen's running off the field, and you know the fans are wherever they are. He's running by them, so they're you're like yelling for autographs. And either he's 
stopped and find a couple and left or didn't stop. So a guy threw a football at him in, in the box it came in. So he and it hit him in the chest or the, the head or I don't know. He got hit with it, turned around, and you know he starts like drawing with with the fan, right, mm-hmm. calling him disrespectful. And then Stefan Diggs runs off the field, and then the fans start throwing jerseys and football at him <laughs> as he's running off. And that's why you know what the Bills. I, I love that stadium. I love the venue to watch the game. That's a rough crowd up there. <laughs> that's a rough crowd up there. You know, as much as I want to go up there in this December and if the Jets are playing a meaningful game, God willing, I'll be up there. But unless it's an important game, if you're on the opposing team, you don't want to go up there. No, no, no. And it, and it haunts you when you go up there, too, because you always remember that play where Fitzpatrick threw that interception right in the end zone. Hey, <laughs> if they weren't, did they approve that new stadium deal up there? I lost track. I did. I think they did. I think they did. I read about it a couple of weeks ago. Well, if, if, if 20 years from now, if I went up there and that old stadium was still up and I walked into that stadium, I'll still get the shakes when I see that end zone. <laughs> I, I'll, never, I'll, never, I'll never forget that play. It was just, it was a killer, just absolute killer. And it, it, it turned the tide on the franchise. It did. It, 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 if we had made the playoffs in 15, we probably would have beat the Bengals. And who knows what would have happened the following year? Nobody knows. No, no one knows. And and maybe we could have made a run that year because when when Marshall and Fitzpatrick got connected and that offense clicked, there was no stopping them. The, the only thing that I could think of, which was really their downfall or just their weak spot in that team, was the tight end position. I remember that they didn't have a real solid tight end at that time. That's right. That's exactly right. And it was it was shaky, but that. that that was a fun year, that 15 year. It really was. You know, they ripped off four or five in a row down the stretch, and they beat the Cowboys, they beat the Giants. They beat the Patriots. They to, that's right. And then they go, and they go to Buffalo and they lay an egg against. <sighs> I think they had 11 guys on injured reserves, 11 starters were out that game. And, and Bowles so, really didn't have that team prepared that day either, you could tell. No, no. They, they, they weren't prepared. They didn't want to be there. They, they thought they, they, you know, they thought they got into the playoffs by beating the Patriots. All they had to do was show up to beat the Bills. And, uh, you know, we all know what happened. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Ira, is there anything else that you want to cover here that we didn't touch on today as far as Jet Camp goes, the upcoming preseason games? I know this Friday it, it goes down with the Eagles. Yeah, that's why I was just reading. It looked like, you know, you, the starters may get a series or two. And, um, you, know, you better make sure you get the TV on at 7.30 because by 7.45, Zach Wilson might be out of the game. <laughs> yeah, he's only going to give him like one or two snaps. Right. You know, let him hand the ball off a couple of times, throw a swing pass and get him out of there. And then, then we got the Falcon game coming up on it's a Monday night game. And then the third game will be interesting. Last year, Salah sat everybody. We'll see if he approaches it the same way. And then after that, you know what? We take a little bit of a break, catch it, take a big breath, and Get ready for the Ravens on September 11th. Yeah, can you believe it that the season is already here? Almost, it's the summer flew by so quick. I know. As excited as I am for the season to start, I'm also very depressed that yeah. the summer's coming <laughs> to an end because I'm not a winter person. Neither am I. I'm, I'm certainly not looking forward, even with this heat. I am not looking forward to the summer ending. <laughs> no, I prefer the heat as bad as the heat has been this past week. I prefer that over the the cold. I can't take it. Just putting on all the jackets and it, it wears on you when you get older. I noticed it didn't bother me as much when I was in high school and even in college. And uh, it's gotten worse. 
well, wait till you get into your 50s and 60s <laughs> and you don't want to put on hats and socks and jackets and pants and sweaters and, and all that stuff. That's why, you know what, give me a tank top and a pair of shorts and flip-flops, I'm good to go. Exactly, or even just a jet shirt. There you go. Yeah. That's right. Well, always, always, I always have my jet visor on. Always have it on. You so. got you, you gotta. Oh, Ira, anything else you want to cover here? Is that pretty much it? It's all good. Just hopefully they all stay healthy, and uh, um, let's just hope they have uh, an experienced backup tackle uh, to back up Beckton Pope and Jay. Let's hope, and I'm sure it'll happen. They'll get it done. Ira, we'll uh, talk again here in a few weeks, probably after some preseason games here before the opening of the season, and and we'll go from there. Look, look forward to it. You have a great night. You too, Ira. Go Jets. You got it. Yeah.